This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. morning. This is Marshall Davis. Today I'm going to talk about revelation and its relation to non-duality. By the word revelation, I'm talking mainly about the book of Revelation, the last book of the Christian Bible, but it's also related to the theological concept called revelation, meaning that God reveals God's self to us. The Greek word for revelation found in the very first sentence of the book of Revelation is apocalypsis. We get the word apocalypse from it. It means literally unveiling or uncovering, which is exactly what spiritual awakening is. Spiritual awakening is an unveiling of what is and has always been. It is simply waking up, having our eyes open to the reality that has been before eyes all the time. As Jesus was so fond of saying, those who have eyes to see, let them see. and Those who have ears to hear, let them hear. The veil is taken off our eyes. Reality is uncovered so that we see what has always been true. That is what the theological doctrine called Revelation and the New Testament book of Revelation is all about. It's not about bestowing some new and secret knowledge to a spiritual elite. It is about revealing what has always been right out there and visible for anyone who has eyes to see. In the book of Revelation, this unveiling comes to a man named John, who may or may not be the apostle by the same name. This Christian leader is in exile on the island of Patmos, which is off the coast of present-day Turkey, and he has a series of visions. He says that he saw a door open into heaven. That sounds a lot like other spiritual awakenings that I've talked about in other episodes, like when Jesus saw the heavens open and a heavenly dove descend, or when Jacob saw a stairway to heaven with angels ascending and descending upon it. Jacob called that the gate to heaven. John says he saw a doorway to heaven, and he heard a voice inviting him to enter And then he has a series of visions that make up the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is familiar stomping grounds to Bible thumpers who draw up charts of the end times complete with dates and predictions and they identify symbols in the book with modern people or countries and events. That is a misuse of the book. If you want to get into what the symbols of the book of Revelation represent in history, 
All we have to do is read the history of the Roman Empire and the Christian Church in the last half of the first century. Revelation is about the first century, not the 21st century. It says so in the very first verse of the book, if we're willing to listen to it. It says it is disclosing, and I quote, things which must soon take place. Soon. Not in 2,000 years. You can't call that soon without making a mockery of the meaning of the word. So it has nothing to do with Russia, or the Middle East, or the European Union, or the United States, or Donald Trump, or Vladimir Putin today. It had to do with Caesar, and the Roman Empire, and the Christians at that time. I have a book, I have a commentary on the book of Revelation that I wrote, if you're interested in that aspect of the book. But more important than identifying the historical meaning of the symbols of the book is the book's general approach to history. It is about timeless themes that are repeated throughout history from the first century to our time. It sees history as cyclical. You can't read Revelation without seeing the movements in the book that they come in cycles of seven, seven lampstands, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls. History comes in waves, each one repeating certain variations on the ones that came before. It's often said that Eastern religion has a cyclical view of history and that Western religion has a linear view of history, but that is not completely accurate. Western religion has cycles in history within the context of linear progression. Certain themes repeat themselves throughout history. As the preacher of Ecclesiastes observed, there's nothing new under the sun. The book of Ecclesiastes is all about this. You know, the opening words say, one generation passes away and another comes, but the earth abides forever. The sun also rises. And the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it arose. The wind goes toward the south, turns round to the north. The wind whirls around continually and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the rivers come, there they return again. And of course we are familiar with the famous words of Ecclesiastes 3, to everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, and so forth. The verdict of Ecclesiastes is that everything is vanity. I think that's often misunderstood too. The, the Hebrew word is hebel, which means emptiness often is translated that way in modern translations. It means nothingness. It means impermanence. Elsewhere in the book he uses words like vapor and mist to describe the world. Other spiritual traditions use words like maya, illusion, and samsara. The wisdom tradition of the Bible is not that much different than the non-dual approach to the world of appearances. In any case, in Revelation, we have history going 
in circles as viewed from a higher perspective, which is what John is afforded in the book. There are two realms, dualistic. One is the realm of time and space where all things unfold. The other is the eternal realm beyond time and space. From this spiritual perspective, John gets a bird's eye view of what has happened and what is happening and what will happen. Then when we come to the end of the book, we see a uniting of these two realms, non-duality. The heavenly Jerusalem comes to earth. The duality of heaven and earth are united in one called the new heaven and earth. As the Lord's Prayer says, God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. There is unity. In this unity, there is no sun or shadows. There is no death or birth. There is no suffering. There is no temple because all is sacred. Duality is gone. Non-dual awareness is glimpsing this reality now. Seeing this dualistic world from the perspective of non-dual reality. It is seeing the unfolding of history as the temporary shadow play that it is. It is all one when seen from a divine perspective. Jesus says at the end of the book, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. This book is about the eternal kingdom of God and the eternal Christ here and now. John saw that human history is no more substantial than visions in the mind. Reality is more than that. It is what's beyond the door. The door to heaven did not open up to John. John opened up to it. The vision of Revelation is in John. Eternity is within. The kingdom of God is within you, as Jesus said. Seers like John saw this. This non-dual reality is what Jesus called the kingdom of God. That's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.